You're listening to JRP Daily, where each day, host Justin Phillips will bring you a new topic surrounding entrepreneurship, marketing, and business. You'll also get exclusive interviews from our guests who have all found a way to turn doing what they love into their career. Stay tuned for all of that and more on JRP Daily. Okay, Christian, you're here. What's going on, guys? This is Christian. Christian, Christian, how do you pronounce your last name? Uh, It's Bonnier. Bonnier? Okay, so you pronounce like the R there. I never knew if there was like some sort of weird like French thing yeah. on there or yeah, something. It's French, yeah. But, we... <laughs> but um unless we go by your Zoom name here that just says Christian's XR. Um <laughs> so yeah, what's up, dude? A couple weeks ago we had Andre on, and many, many moons ago we had you and Andre on at the same time. But um I wanted to talk to both of you and catch up, and I already did that with him, and now I'm doing it with you. So what's what's going on in your life? Um I don't when did we talk last? That was probably January, I assume. So January, December. Yeah, it was like winter yeah. break time. All right. So that's actually a long time ago. So back <laughs> then, um, we only did audio videos for our or, yeah, audio videos, audio interviews <laughs> for our podcast. Um we've since transitioned into more of a video style. We still release on Apple Podcasts, but we also do a YouTube series so we get to talk face to face with our guests, which has been a lot of fun. Um we've interviewed a ton of high level guests since we talked last. I mean, we've had like Brody Kern, Timothy Sykes, um, mm. people like that. It's just been incredible. Like Adam DeGross, yeah. the, the photographer for Coast Malone. So it's been going by quick. <laughs> um, it's been a lot of fun. I'm trying not to take it for granted. But yeah, the semester's yeah. almost over, so it's flying yeah. by. But... <laughs> God, yeah. But um, yeah, what are, you, what are you doing outside of the podcast? Do you have all of your works? I know, you know, I know Andre has like 2 million other little side hustles that he picked up and started doing. Are you doing anything on your own end there? Or? Yeah, right now I'm actually not, but like once the summer starts, I'm looking to get into like affiliate marketing. Um, we're going to be working part-time somewhere just for some extra cash, you know, right. or whatnot. Yeah. Um, my friend and I back home, we're looking to get into a business venture. He's big into like sports betting. He has his own mm-hmm. private business with that. So we're just going to see where it goes. But I don't really feel like pressured to do much right now because I'm still a freshman. I'm still trying to figure stuff out, um, mainly focus on the podcast. So that's where I'm all at right now. Yeah, you're 19, right? Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, you have a little bit of time ahead of you, at least, so that's yeah. pretty cool, too. So, yeah, I mean, so you're doing mostly Real Talk University stuff with that. How have how has that been, like, impacting you in terms of, like, were you in the same mind you were when you started college as you are now after you've kind of had these experiences with all the people you have from Post Malone's photographer to, you know, Penny Stocks? guru tim sykes and all these other amazing people you've had like how has that developed you yeah so well for me it doesn't feel like any different because obviously you're with yourself every day like your mindset mm-hmm. changes over time but you don't really notice it but like when i first came into uh, binghamton university where i go i was more in the mindset of like all right i'm just going to network with professionals um focus on getting a career work like at some accounting firm and like wow that's great and that's still like my plan b my plan a is shifted into like Andre and I trying to develop into something great, like shifting the podcast from not just only us, but to getting it onto other campuses. Um, one of our goals for the next semester is to like pilot a platform or like a program where people at Binghamton can um, start their own podcast with us as mentors. Mm-hmm. And then we would hopefully be able to like get some ambassadors. Like we hope to interview at my leg, get him on board with the college um, Real Talk <laughs> yeah. University um, idea. And then 
have him like help us evangelize it to other colleges. Like our long-term goal is to have this on like every SUNY campus, like campuses across the country. So, and like the people that we've talked to have given us such insight on like what you can do outside of the classroom that I wasn't aware of before. Like I was sitting there during the interview today, just like asking, um, we interviewed this guy named Anthony Trucks. He was like a former NFL player. And we were doing the interview and I was like, I'm like, I haven't like fully understood how good I've become at like podcasting because like (laughs) while it feels natural to me now, like just, I was picturing my friends, like putting my friends down in this seat. Like, I'm not sure they'll be able to do what I'm like, what I'm able to do at this point because I'm like 40, 40, 50 episodes deep. So, yeah. Yeah. That's gotta be really nice. And obviously, you know, you learn as you go, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, How have things been going in terms of goals that you set earlier on? I know one of your guys is like very early on podcast episodes was, I did the same thing at much later than you guys did. I took it from you guys, to be frank. But you guys did like the the guest wish list kind of thing. Like these are the people I want to have on. Have you been reaching out to those people and getting any responses? Have you been uh, have those have those wishes changed at all? Is there any new people that popped up? You're like, uh, you know, not really. I think I had like Dave Portnoy on, Phil Knight. So like some of those guys are still massive for me, and they're still not at the level we're at yet. So. I think we've been progressing there for a while with like the level of guests we've gotten, they've increased, but I mean, the list is still <laughs> relatively the same. I mean, any of the athletes I look up to like Steph Curry, I would love to have on like big guys, like people like Elon Musk. We actually, we interviewed Eric Damier who runs like a lucrative social media page business. And he is actually on a texting basis with Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. So just to, just to like realize that people that we have talked to were like a text away from getting us an interview is just incredible. So we're just going to yeah. stay persistent and hope that it works out sooner or later. So. Crazy. How do you guys how do you guys find the guys that you do have on? Because a lot of them are people that most of us probably haven't heard of, but they're very interesting people, like people that and you get you do find a lot of people that work closely with the big names, right? Like I believe you guys interviewed one of Grant Cardone's pilots, didn't yep. you? And then, you know, like you interview the photographer of Post Malone. You interview someone that works closely with well, maybe not even with Elon Musk, but he's close with Elon Musk. You know, so how do you how yeah. do you find these people? What's like your I mean, Andre has a huge background in entrepreneurship and he's known a ton of these people his whole life. So it was new to me when we first started, but I've since like every guest that we interview, I follow, I follow a bunch of people that I want to get on in the future. So it started out with him just reaching out to some of his idols and getting them on. But honestly, we just mass, like we mass DM people, like anybody that we can find that's interesting. We just shoot them a DM and we probably get a response from like five to 10% of the people, but it's still people. So that's, that's so you here. send out you send out a hundred DMs, you get five replies. There's five really amazing people that you get to yeah. connect with. So it's just how it works for us. Yeah, something too like too special. You could anybody could do it. Yeah, yeah, you really can. And you know, it shocked me just as well on here the people that I've gotten the opportunity to talk to just for asking them. That's literally all I did. I've, I mean, the biggest name notably that I can't stop talking about on the podcast is Andy Frisella. Yeah, but, you know the rest. The rest of the people, other amazing people too. Like I've interviewed Snubby J, who's huge on YouTube. I've interviewed, uh, I interviewed Vaughn once upon a time, Andy's co-host there. And it's just like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to describe that feeling when I get a text back from yeah. one of these bigger names or an email back. And I, and it just says like, yeah, sure, let's do it. And then of course you get, I think I've had like maybe two people tell me no ever versus just not responding. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, it's really cool. So yeah, people go start your own podcast. It might, it might get you somewhere. And yeah, uh, I would, yeah, I would say like one of the biggest reasons I do this is just the feeling that you get when like, uh, this Darren Ravel is a really big sports media reporter. He didn't ever 
reach like he reached out to us to say he would do it, but then he didn't follow up with an email. But just like like for example, Bob Menery, like the huge sports commentator <laughs> guy, he just agreed to uh, an interview on Saturday. So like that's cool. Just the feeling that you get when you like get these huge names that you've always looked up to to actually respond to you and say that they'll they're willing to give you an hour of their time. It's just like that's what yeah. keeps me moving forward because like so far we're still working on monetizing the podcast, but just mm-hmm. being able to get these connections and then the feelings of just being able to talk to some of your idols are why I do it because I know Andy Purcell is like one of your favorite. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, podcasters, yeah, he, right? yeah, he's he's hands down the favorite that I was going for. Like we were just talking about how both of us have done episodes on that like wish list, as I keep calling it, that we had. And, uh, you know, number one on my wish list was Andy Purcell. And he was the first one I got, wow. ironically yeah. enough. You know, I've reached out to number two and number three, and they don't answer me. And then, Andy yeah. Purcell, and that's why guys like him, you know, soar to the level that they do is because they're real, they're genuine. And that starts, it's, I think everybody in the entrepreneurship space starts sounding like a broken record saying, be authentic, be real, be genuine. But it it's it sounds like a broken record for a reason, right? Because that's yeah. what the people do to get themselves to the top. Look at Ed Milet. I mean, I can't see that guy saying no to anyone. Obviously, I could see him having the volume of inquiries that mm-hmm. he can't get back to everybody. But I mean, right. I've been working on him just as well. So he's up yeah, there on yeah. the list. And Roger, Roger Brooks actually yep. got the fly out yep. to LA to do it in his mansion. Yep. So yep. nothing I watched, better than that. But I watched that episode of Roger's podcast. I've had Roger on here too. So and it's just, it's awesome. And I also like to always mention too, the flip side of that is how many amazing people I've found that aren't that yeah. heard of, but are kind of under the radar, you know, and I'm sure mm-hmm. you guys have found them too. But like one of my, someone I made good friends with over the course of like social media journey time is a guy named Jeremiah Sullivan. I think he is the most underrated person in the world. Honestly, he has such amazing things to say. He's a great coach as a coaching company. Um, on the side of his full-time job uh, commanding an infantry company in the 75th Ranger Regiment of the U.S. Army. So he's got a lot on his plate and got a lot of life experience. And he's, he's a fucking workhorse man too. Like he, he's posting on his Instagram story today that he just, he just passed like a hundred miles that he's run in the past week or something. Wakes up at three in the morning every day to go running. And I'm like, you can find these crazy people that, are just awesome and stuff like that how much of an exponential effect have you seen have you ever have you ever had a guest come on that has opened doors to other guests that you've also then had come on has that happened yet um uh there's there's a guy steve sims that we're hoping will lead to that because he's like that's kind of what he does (laughs) yeah like he literally for a living just talks to extremely high level people and helps them do stuff so i mean He's one that we're hoping in the future to be able to land us some guests, but not really. Like Ryan Secco was the Grant Grant Cardone's pilot. Mm-hmm. We thought that he would get us to Grant. Grant's obviously extremely busy, so we're yeah. still working working on that, but not really. I mean, most of the people aren't really connected, but then like once you start following everybody on social media, you find out that they all follow each other and they're all like, yeah. somewhat connected. So, but not any real like yeah. real leads so far. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that- it'll come. Yeah, it will come. There, there is the you know. There's a certain point. Eventually, it does become a small world, right? So, yeah. Eventually, you'll be talking to people that are everywhere and anywhere. So that's really cool. How did you end up on Real Talk University in the first place? Because let's talk about that a little bit. Because you're kind of just you know the chosen one from Andre, as far as I understand the story. But 
So Andre, one like we were friends over the summer before our freshman year here, talking about like trading and day trading, all that stuff. We spent like a whole summer going into that, so we became close because of that. How'd that and happen then, in the first place? How'd you, how'd you uh, meet Andre? So for like the Facebook group for like the class of 2022 for Binghamton University, he joined it, and I somehow came in contact with him, and I texted <laughs> him, and he was like, "Oh yeah, like I run the, I'm starting up these." three startups all at once and like I'm all into this I'm just like this kid's weird like I didn't know anything about entrepreneurship at the time I just like let it slide then on Instagram he posted like a story like if you want to make money on your phone swipe up so I swiped up like that was probably the best thing I've ever done so I swiped up on the story and then we came into contact um he got me plugged in with this guy Jared who he was like taking courses from about day trading and Jared's actually from Albany so he lives really close to me but anyways um we did that. It didn't end up working out because it was just really challenging and time consuming by the time we got to college. So we were just for like the first month and month or two here, I was just getting used to college life. Um, Andre was just getting used to taking college class, all that stuff. And then yeah. Roger actually told Andre about his podcast at a party or a wedding. And then mm-hmm. he proposed the idea of starting his own podcast. So the next day, Andre texted me. He's like, you want to start a podcast and I was like sure I don't I don't know what it's about but it sounds cool like I wanted to get into something um so then we literally just drove down to Andre's workplace some like um room at this incubator like a startup Mm -hmm. and we just recorded a pilot episode we just I don't even know what we talked about in it like I'm Andre this is Christian this is real talk like we didn't wait around for months and just like hypothesize we just did it put it out there it was terrible probably I don't want to listen to the first episode because (laughs) I don't want to hear myself embarrass myself, but like, and then we every every week we just sat down and did another one. Then we interviewed his good family friend John Carluck, which was actually a really good interview. Like in terms of um, in terms of like little nuggets and really good information. Yeah. And then we interviewed his grandpa, who's a big time entrepreneur, has his own national coupon company, which is huge. Um, and then we started moving into like smaller guests. Like who were some of our earlier guests that we reached out to? Oh God, that was so long ago. Our our biggest breakthrough was Adam Weitzman, the scrap yeah, metal dealer. Because him. I remember him. That was our first in-person one. We got to go all the way out to his office, and then our relationship has blossomed. Obviously, he invited us to the Syracuse game where we met Rob Gronkowski, yeah, which was yeah. the coolest thing that's come out of the podcast. So, and that then we just started moving for you. I mean, you're the you're the sports nut, as far as I can tell, in the little yeah yeah in the little. Well, we we there, both so. are, but I'm more yeah, I'm but... more I'm more vocal about it. Like I express my <laughs> opinions on social media a lot. Andre tends to focus more on like entrepreneurship and uh right. marvel which i'm also a fan of but so yeah adam was like our first big guy that wasn't really like a family friend and then we started moving into like this leah this girl olivia ty she was on american mm-hmm. idol we got like the old um the old like leader or founder ceo or something of the incubator that andre works at then we just started dming like more nationally based people mm-hmm. yeah that's- and yeah how did you get Adam Weitzman again? I feel like you just said that. Uh, I think Andre reached out to him on Facebook and he's like, I don't normally agree to this, but like you guys are college right. kids yeah. and, and I would want someone to help me out. So I'll do it. And then we got there. I was like ready for the superimposing, like almost <laughs> he's like on the verge of being a billionaire. So I was like, okay, this guy's going to be imposing. Right. We get there. He's like five, six, five, seven, like the, <laughs> the quietest, like shyest guy, but like the nicest dude ever. Yeah. He was like, I don't really do interviews, but like, I'll do it for you guys. And we just like had a really good time. And then we've been in contact ever since. He's really just an amazing guy. Like if I had that much money, I think it would honestly be hard to like stay humble. Like he does, <laughs> Well, you kind of wonder, because I do think about that sometimes too, but even like both real life people, like I know from around here that have, you know, a lot of wealth and stuff. It's like, you just, you don't know it. 
most of the time, people that are that level. Like I always say, there's there's always like this middle ground when it comes to fame yeah. and when it comes to wealth of like where your head just swells, you know, you think you're the best, but then once you pass through that, it kind of, it kind of goes back down, you know, like I say with, with Andy Frisella and with Ed Milad and with all these guys that have, which yep. just seems like endless amounts of wealth and fame, they're usually pretty down yeah. to earth, pretty humble, pretty everything but else. But then like, when you find a guy secret, that has like yeah. a million dollars, they're like, oh, look at me. I'm just, so it's, yeah. Just, yeah. But then like people that riches, like their secret networks, like Adam Weissman, he just called us up. He's like, oh, I'm having dinner with my good friend, uh, Rob Gronkowski's <laughs> father. Do you want to come? Like he gets the whole Gronkowski family to sit courtside with him at a Syracuse game. The whole yeah. dome is like going crazy. Um, he went to the Grammys with Dan Bilzerian, probably like the coolest, like the guy that everyone, like the real life, was like everyone would want to live his life he just lives in the mansion and like has like really attractive women like market his company mm-hmm. he got to like sit down with him for dinner like who knows how he knows him um justin bieber came to his restaurant to like visit his daughter like i don't i don't know how he knows <laughs> these people like he got Katy perry to sign something for his daughter he got he went to the national championship game and he met with latavius murray who's an nfl running back and then like on that nice. on that yeah, on that post, Carlos Boozer commented, and Carlos Boozer was like a former NBA All Star. Like, just the people that he knows is just insane. So, it's weird how many doors business can open too. Someone we both talked to on our podcast, I talked to him last week, is David Meltzer, and yeah, I brought it up to him. I asked him, you know, who like he's met a ton of top level athletes. Obviously, you know, his co-founder of his company is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, Warren. And, Moon, yeah. yeah, and I asked him. I asked him who his favorite athlete was that he's ever met. And uh, he said, Dr. J, by the way, from the Philadelphia 76ers. Nice. I have no idea who that was at the time, but really? oh my gosh. I don't know wow. anything about basketball. I like football. I'll recognize the names. Baseball. I know pretty well. Hockey. I know pretty well. Basketball is just lost on me. It really is. Basketball is my biggest sport. So I can't. Funny. No, I can't agree with that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, basketball just I don't like the game. I don't know why they touch each other and they're just mm-hmm. fouled for everything. But yeah, so did you were you very athletic coming up? Did you play like a lot of sports? Did you go really far into one sport? Uh, yeah, so like uh, when I was like five or six, I picked up a basketball. I played tackle football in like fourth grade, like hurt my back pretty bad. Didn't want to play anymore because I was put on line because I was like two pounds. They had like a weight limit where you had to play line, and I was like, I want to be quarterback, so I quit. But I, I still think I'm a pretty good quarterback. Like we have a turkey bowl every Thanksgiving, and I'm like the desired quarterback to be drafted, so that's pretty fun. But um, my dad's a big golfer, so I've golfed since I was like seven. I'm still not very good, but I have like spurts where I'm pretty good. I'm big into golf. I follow a lot of golf. Um, but my main sport is is basketball. I've played basketball like consistently since I was like five years old. Um, I tried out for my, my high school team and I didn't, unfortunately, I didn't make it, but I accredit that to the fact that one of the players in our system at the time is now the starting shooting guard for the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, <laughs> his name's Kevin Herter. He's on the rise. He's a rookie. He was just finished his rookie year in the NBA. He averaged like 10 points a game. So like I was going up against the likes of him. And yeah, so, right. yeah. I guess but, we'll give you a pass on that one. Who's your yeah. Team? So I, um, right here, ever since no. Steph Curry got, yeah, ever I since that. Yeah. Ever since Steph Curry got drafted, I wasn't a front runner. Like I, I for the other day for Andre, I pulled up um like advanced Twitter search and I found like tweets from like three years before they won, saying like, "Oh, go Warriors!" Like when I was like 13 years old. So I'm a real yeah. fan out there for everyone yeah. listening. But um, 
so yeah, I just played travel basketball all four years of high school, came to college, just play pickup now, but I still, right. still love sports, still love to play sports. Sports are a big part of my life. I would love to work in sports, just, I don't know, mm-hmm. everything about them. What are you doing in college? What are you studying there? Um, I'm accounting and finance. Accounting and finance. That's probably not a bad place to be. I mean, yeah, I think worst comes to worst. Yeah, universalizable thing. Uh, that's what I did too. I was, I I moved from accounting to accounting and finance to now strictly finance because I didn't want to do accounting anymore after taking the classes. But I mean, it's people ask me like, why am I getting a financial planning degree if I want to? be an entrepreneur if I want to do this or that and the other and I'm like when is financial planning going to leave my life like you tell me at what point that's not going to be relevant in my life and that's going to be hard to do so exactly like yeah I feel like going to college and just the fact that we're trying to be an entrepreneur doesn't mean that we should just drop out like just get might as well get your degree if you ever fall back on it you can just get a a really well-paying job so yeah I'm not I'm not one of these, uh, you hear a lot of guys say to like, kind of just like screw your plan B, you know, like go all in on plan A. And <laughs> I, I, I can't buy that as, as many people as I love say that, you know, it's like, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with having a plan B and having mm-hmm. somewhere to go because you never know what's going to happen. And another part, another side of the coin too, to me, when people I've had my, my least favorite one is when people ask me, why I don't major in entrepreneurship or major in marketing or do this. And I think, I think people just forget about this fact, this little known fact that we can teach ourselves things. Like mm-hmm. that's a perfectly possible thing to do because I, I try to explain that to people all the time. Like mm-hmm. I get out of class, I come to my room, I read books on marketing and success and self-development and uh, what else did I say? Entrepreneurship and all these things. It's like, I can learn a lot. From that really what my college major is is the thing i'm least motivated to teach myself how to do mm-hmm. <laughs> so so that way i'm kind of disciplined yeah like i would i would tell anyone that wants to be an entrepreneur like you can major in that outside of class like yeah get a get a tangible degree that'll get you like a well-paying job if need be like something mm-hmm. that you can rely on to ma- yeah. how, like give yourself a career but just teach yourself like yeah. the podcast has taught yeah. me way more than i think any class could so yeah Seriously, and I, I I definitely agree with that with my own podcast too, and it's just yeah I guess there's not much more to say on it. Um, just keep teaching yourself things, their audience, and you'll get pretty far. And I think there's just such a huge there's a huge ambition issue I see in society. I think for one thing, and a huge just kind of confusion and FOMO type of issues yep. going around i don't know if you see the same thing at being around binghamton i'm gonna be on bingham in binghamton on friday and i don't think you will be i think you guys are doing something on friday uh what or time andre is at least i'll probably be there in the morning like eight nine in the morning really what are you yeah. doing um i'm going to some high school one of my friends here is from binghamton i'm doing a group project for their first class and we're going to her old high school to oh nice. Know, we're like giving a presentation to the kids on like how to build a resume or something. I, to be honest, I don't really know what we're doing. I'm just I'm just kind of going along for the ride and hoping I get a good grade on it because I've been so focused on everything and anything but teaching high school kids how to build a resume because hmm. that's 
that's another thing I'm getting in arguments with people about anymore is because I've, I've adopted that whole like build your life resume and not your like paper resume type of thing. And yeah, you know, I have friends here that want me to go to all these events with them or like we're having like, you know, we'll polish your own resume session and the stuff. And I'm like, I don't think I need help with that. I, I think I just, I just put on my, I just write down on paper what I've done with my life. And I'm trying to do things that are different than what everybody else does. We have that such this like just normal right like this thing that we call normal you know everybody like what do they want to see on your resume they want to see that you were you played sports they want to see that you were the president of your class or that you joined a club yada 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 and i'm trying to veer away from that i don't do much in college that has to do specifically with the college except just go to class but mm-hmm. i haven't bothered joining any clubs or the tennis team i played tennis through well, not through high school, my last two years of high school or do anything like that. But, you know, I want my resume to look more like, you know, has his own podcast that he's been doing for a year straight every day or wrote a book and stuff like that. Stuff you don't see 22-year-olds doing. I think there's a lot more value now even in just being different, obviously in a positive light. You know, I don't want my difference to be like skipped every class for the entire semester. But like I want it, and those things show commitment. And I think, you know, we're probably transitioning into a sense too, in the event that I'll probably graduate school, I'll probably have to take a nine to five job for some sort of time. And I'm kind of planning on that being the thing. I'm not just gonna be like, ooh, entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna not have any money for right six months. And but <laughs> you know, I'll I'll uh, or for a matter of years for that matter. But yeah, I don't know. That's that's the way I'm taking things. I'd assume you're doing feel the same way. The plan is to like be successful enough by the time I graduate to not have to work, but it's always very like viable option. So yeah, yeah, obviously. And obviously by the time we graduate. But you and myself and Andre and you know, only a handful of other people in the country, I'm sure, are the only people I see in college not using college as a buffer which is another thing I think is all too common now is like mm-hmm. using college is the four year vacation between high school and actually working. And what, like, what mm-hmm. do you think about that? Do you see a lot of, um, I think it's more of like a transition because for one, like you're out of your house for the most part, unless you're local to your, to your college, like Andre is, but most <laughs> of the time you're in your own dorm, you got to do your laundry. You got to have responsibility. You have to be proactive. Like no, no professor cares about you. Just a number. Yeah. Like, I think it, it does teach you skills for the real world, but at the same time, I think it is also, like, a time for relaxation, and a lot of the adults I've talked to have just basically said, like, it's the best four years of your life, so just <laughs> enjoy it while you still can, so yeah. while I do, while I definitely, definitely do uh, stay on top of my schoolwork, study, uh, work on the podcast, mm-hmm. try to grow it on social media, meet with Andre, all this stuff, I still do have a lot of fun, like, yeah. me and my friends will go out on a Friday night and have a good time or play mm-hmm. basketball or watch a sporting event in the, in the common room together, you know? So I definitely like, while all the entrepreneurship, like entrepreneurship stuff is great. Like if you're not going to have a fun time, like, I don't, I don't know. Right. I yeah. Keep, keep a, keep a balance for sure. No, absolutely. There, I mean, there's no point in being successful or making a lot of money or impacting a lot of lives. If you're not enjoying doing it, uh, that, uh, that definitely is written in the, in the script somewhere, but of course, and mm-hmm like a lot of people you'll hear say too, is that kind of the point of being successful for a lot of the people that actually make it to the point of success is in order to 
it, it enables you to enjoy your life more. It enables you to be able to do things like look at look at Adam Weitzman, like you were just saying, right? I'm sure he yeah, enjoys like, a lot of the things he's done. Let's and, see. Um, you know, he took a, yeah, he took a private jet to the Grammys, took a private <laughs> jet to the Super Bowl, took a private jet to the national championship game. Uh, took a private exactly. jet to Aspen to go like skiing <laughs> or snowboarding. Um, yeah. Took a private jet to like the Syracuse March Madness game. Went to Charlotte to watch the Syracuse ACC tournament game. Like he just yeah. he lives literally like the best life. Like so, it's, it's like it's amazing. I think people need to understand that kind of like the difference between seeing the success as a means to an end or as an end in itself, right? Yeah, and it's just. Like, I think Adam Weitzman's actually the perfect example because yeah. he's not so wrapped up in his own head and so, like, fit by yeah. or, like, you need to work all the time. Like, no, he's going out and he is living his freaking life. Yeah, that's and true. But, like, he, when we interview, yeah. But he's also obviously doing what he needs to do yep. in order to make a lot of money and have a lot of success and make things happen and make things happen for other people. Yeah. You, know, you I, yeah. got to meet Rob Gronkowski because of him. He's not just kind of like throwing these very secluded or more. Well, yeah. I think you know what I mean. But like, he's not just like, I know Rob Gronkowski. And then when people are like, oh, I'd love to meet him. He's just like, no. Yeah. So. No, like when we interviewed him, he would tell us how, like for years and years and years after he actually went to jail for like check fraud because he was trying to save his own ass by like bouncing money back and mm-hmm. forth. But he got in trouble. He got out, and then he said, like, for years and years, he just his life was scrap metal. Like, he would wake up, get to the office at, like, 4 or 5 a.m., be, like, red-eyed, exhausted, and he would just work, work, work. And even now that he's really rich and doing all these fun things, like, he still posts on his Facebook, like, looking for two top-notch assistants to take my company to the, the highest it's ever been. Like, with all that, he could just, he could walk away and never step foot in his office again and still make, like, a million, um, like, a million <laughs> a week in, pa- in passive income because of, like, how well-run his business is. But he still... He's still on location, on site, still trying to make his company better. So he like he just he keeps going. He's a workhorse. Like the money's not even the, an object to him. I don't think so. Yeah, and that's that's natural too. Once you once you reach some level of success, I think you only get hungrier for more, and then it's exponential from there. As soon as you get here, you want here. As soon as you get here, you want here. So on and so forth. Um, I just finished reading Grant Cardone's 10x rule literally five minutes before we got on this podcast Hmm. and you know that's he talks about that a lot in that book and obviously the sounded out 10x rule is about just always going for 10 times more than where you're at or what you think you need to do so that's another great point to be had but yeah going back to what we were saying you know you need to you need to live right and not just yeah yeah i just kind of the dirt the whole time yeah i just read a quote economy too yeah I just read a quote by Steve Jobs today. It was like, I did all this work and like outside of work, I didn't really have any joy. Like if, if you just have money and you don't have like good relationships with your friends and your family, like life isn't really worth it. Cause he was like, exactly. I'm, a, I'm on my deathbed. and like, all the success really means nothing to me at this point. Like kind of like kind of upsetting, but kind of true. So right. take that's, his word for it. He yeah. was one of the richest people yeah. ever. So yeah, that's not, that is not discounting the idea of having wealth by any means. It's just, mm-hmm. You know, there it's having an abundance mindset about just about everything. Think just kind of understand that you can have as much of this as you want, as much love, care, all that as you want, as much money as you want. Like it's out there. You just have to do something to get it. And you have to have an impact, I guess, is ultimately the the bottom line there. So yep. that's all I've got. I don't know if I have anything else to 
to talk about. I'm sure we could go on forever if we tried to, but yeah. I don't know if you're on any type of time constraint yeah. or anything, but uh not really, but I just want to like put in one more thing. Like almost every almost every like really rich, like really successful person that we've had on, they we asked them like what does success mean to you? And not one of them say like, oh, how many jets I have or <laughs> how many cars I have, how much money I have in my bank account. Success to them is like happiness, freedom. Like you have to have a purpose outside of money if you want to like sustain hard work and like appreciate life. Like you can't just, while money is the object for a broke college kid like me and you right now, right. Um, it's not always going to be that way. So you just have to find other purposes. Yeah, that's that's a good point. So yeah, I guess we'll pretty much end it on that. One more question. When are you going to be on Adam Weitzman's private jet going to, Huh. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, the Syracuse Gronkowski night was probably more than I could have ever asked for. But I mean, we're hoping to meet with him soon, honestly, and talk about starting up his own podcast because we feel like he could be the next Ed Milet with like the level of success he has and the network he has. Like he could have Dan Bilzerian on one week and then like Gronk on the next week. Like he would just be an absolute amazing yeah. podcast host. So we're hoping to keep on growing our relationship and uh, see where it goes. So is he? Is he? Uh... Is he just scrap business? Is that like his whole? Yeah, so he owns like he owns like twenty to eighteen or twenty locations of like Uh, scrap metal. Like people will come in and like sell like use metal, and he'll just like sell it to offshore people. But um, he has like the northeast biggest one. He won like an award for like the best scrap metal company in the world a few years ago. But like since then, he's opening he's opened up a few restaurants like in Skinny Atlas. It's a lake near Syracuse. He had this restaurant called The Krebs, which he actually, he like it was closing down, so he took it over and renovated it and opened it back up. And then he just recently, I think, either last week or two weeks ago, opened up The Elephant and The Dove, which is like a brand new Mexican restaurant that he was all his own project, so that's pretty huge for him. He's opening another restaurant in Syracuse later on, so he's definitely uh, branching out, but he's really, really incredible, so yeah. That's really cool, so... Yeah, that, I mean, that wraps it up. This is Christian, guys. Is, if you guys didn't catch on to that throughout the whole past half <laughs> hour of your life, uh, Christian's the co-host of Real Talk University. They interview cool people, and yeah, that's what they do. That's what I try to do, too, but I think they do a much better job of it as I do. At least they get a lot more listeners than I do, but we'll work on that. So Yeah, I don't even I, focus on the listeners, man. Don't, don't, don't worry about that for now. I don't know if I don't get a lot of listeners. I just say that to pick on myself. I don't really check them that often. But um, yeah, so that's it. We're gonna we're gonna end it there, I guess. Unless awesome, because you just gave your last words. So yeah. Thanks for listening to JRP Daily. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review so we can continue to come out with new episodes every day.